think they like me when they hurt me on the other way. So it's only right that I hit you with another one. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producer, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. All right, we are broadcasting here for the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios, 877-37-GRIND. All right, keeping it moving here. I uh, got some more uh, comments coming in here on uh, Facebook Live. Uh, let's see, we've got uh, AGLTX checking in. Uh, says the Browns defense is very talented, but Schwartz has definitely done a great job coaching this defense. And the Texans are definitely, uh, Texans got themselves a franchise quarterback are playing great football. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they definitely got them uh, a franchise quarterback. Um, you know, I just think that, the surrounding, the surrounding that he has, and the coaching, um, and keep in mind, I don't know who their quarterbacks coach, but I think their offensive quarterback, offensive coordinator, quarterback. So I think they still came over from that San Fran tree. Okay, that's what I thought. So yeah, I think the offensive yeah. coordinator was the quarterbacks coach. See, uh, or no, because Greasy was quarterbacks coach, so he was something. Yeah, like- Greasy was the quarterback coach, so Greasy stayed over there in San Fran, but I don't know if he might have been the. Um, uh, what you call it? Not the quarterbacks coach, but uh, probably uh, the passing game coordinator. There you go, bingo, yeah. bingo. Um, and there was a graphic going around this weekend. Of course, he was on Shanahan's staff way back when in Washington. Yeah, <laughs> and we want to demote Zach Wilson to third string. And who the hell is that tree? Well, I mean, who do we like? That's what I'm talking about. It like, it like exactly. So that's and like I said, Zach might never be a starting quarterback in the NFL, but we really think that we can judge Zach Wilson a bust or not with the hell who's coaching him. Same thing I've said about Dak Prescott forever. That's all. You mean tell me Andy Reid can't win with Dak? You tell me Andy Reid can't win some games with Zach Wilson and raise his QBR? Kyle Shanahan can't do it. Tell me Sean Payton can't do it. Coaching is at an all-time premium right now, man, especially on Sundays. Matthew Gonzalez is checking. It says, good win by your Broncos. Guess Sean Payton still got it. Had a light of fire in the Russ's ass. Well, I think, Matthew, uh, you got a big one tonight. We'll get to that here shortly. Matthew, die hard. Fly, Eagles. Fly. I think he had had to instill confidence back in Russ, and he had to put confidence back in his organization. Okay, I love Vic Vangio not coming back from one and five. Vance Joseph, when he was that coach, not coming back from one and five. So um, we'll see how it plays out. But nowhere like Sean's is it a groove. It's not a groove yet. It's a winning streak. They still haven't hit that sweet spot on the offensive side. Speaking of that, before we move on, did I see this thing? So it's official Cleveland signed Joe Flacco? Yeah, he's on the practice squad. Um, the goal, the, the anticipation is that, uh, and, and Stefanski speaking with the media this morning, uh, said that he brings a lot of experience and mentorship to the locker room because uh, Deshaun's going to go get his procedure done. So he's going to be away from the team for a while. Um, but this is, again, go back to last week. The Browns GM said that they were going to bring in a veteran they wanted to have a third quarterback on the roster. Um, my anticipation uh, is that 
he's going to be practice squad, quickly elevated to QB3, and then um, at that point ele- elevated to quarter- backup quarterback ahead of P.J. Walker pretty soon, as soon as he's got the playbook down. That's my thoughts. That you, he's going to elevate... To QB2. Joe Flacco? Yeah, to QB2. I'll tell you this right now. Joe Flacco gets in the Browns for the game for the Browns for the Cleveland Browns. It's over. Joe ain't. I mean, this is what this like. This goes back, and it's true in the NFL. It ain't just the coaches that the good old boy system works. It works for players and certain guys, too. Joe, Joe Fluco. Who was the Jets? What was some of his last stints? Oh, yeah. He was there with the Jets last year. Um, the Broncos were one of his last stops. Oh my goodness! Yeah, um, I've seen it. But I, I think that this really goes back to and, and not to to derail this, but it goes back to the Cowboys at the trade deadline. You want to see them do something. You can't just stand there and feel confident as seven and three that the combination of P.J. Walker and Dorian Thompson Robinson can get you to the playoffs. So you've got to do so. Even if Flacco never sees the field, it's about having somebody else there that knows the play. I think you would have you to give had to do something. You, you would have to give me the other names that could have been available. I, like Joe, well, can, it's Joe, Flacco, it's Matt Ryan, it's it's people okay. not on rosters. Okay, so you can't go get your Garoppolo. You can't go get Tannehill because we're past the trade deadline. If it's all I'm saying this, if it's about a voice in the locker room, if it's about it's not even a locker room. If it's a voice in the quarterback's room. In the meeting room, that's what it, that's one thing. Joe Flacco coming on the you could put Joe Flacco with the eighty five Bears in this day and time. He's not winning no game. He's done, man. I've seen enough of him at the Jets. I saw him at Denver. This is a good old boy network signing. Period. Because I was if you felt like if it's important to go get somebody because these are two guys that I've experienced, that's fine. I mean, a Carson went somebody that's recent, but he Carson got picked guy up. signed by the Rams. Get, get Matt Ryan out of the booth. Joe Flacco. It, there's that to me is I don't know what the ties is it, that it has to be strictly about the quarterback room. If it comes down to Joe Flacco, which I don't think it was, but I think it will because I think DTR showed that he can be competent, he can settle down now, and they can ride him out the rest of the season. Joe Flacco gets on the field, they're done. He, it, it's just it's just the way it is. That's my opinion. I don't think we'll get to that point. I think this is more just about. A voice in the locker room, uh, and I keep saying that not the locker room, the quarterback's room. Uh, moving forward to the night, um, big game on Monday Night Football. Uh, the defending champs, Kansas City Chiefs, are hosting Philly. Uh, both teams are coming off of a bye week. Um, you know, I kind of like what do you got? Well, uh, player availability tonight. Uh, Taylor Swift is still in South America. She was supposed to be there tonight. Golly, uh, weather in her on her tour uh, derailed those plans, so she is unavailable tonight. Wow. Mama Kelsey did get a uh, police escort to the stadium, though, so we know she'll be in attendance. But I can get one camera shot of Sierra, and she's pregnant. Well, I can get. I can she's get. She's been around shot. the league. She's been seeing Russ. How long has Sierra been, nah, been with Russ? Man. Nah, man. It, nah, it, it, nah, it's it's nah, a nah, new nah, flavor. Nah, 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 new nah, flavor, nah, Cal. Nah, nice try. Nice try. That ain't what it is. It's reality. No, no. The bottom line is one camera shot. 
but we getting Taylor Swift's parents and Mama Taylor and everybody updates. Look, man, this That's goes with my Kelsey. thing. This goes with my th- and Mama Kelsey. They, 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 right now, and I it pains me to do this because the respect that I have for Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey's f- nickname until this season's over going forward is San Rothstein. He's too much San Rothstein. It's too much going on. I mean, this is a rematch of the. This is a rematch of a team that's trying to come in and get Shawshank Redemption. Okay, speaking of the Philadelphia Eagles, they're playing a team that I believe. You know, everybody's waiting to say, "Oh, well, Kansas City's offense—they'll get it right. They'll click." Because that's what we custom of seeing. But like I said four or five months ago, about four or five weeks ago, I think the people that were on the Tyreek Hill train was just one season early. This is who they are offensively. I don't think Philly, first of all, either one of these teams are as good as they were last year. I think Philly's, their roster and the way they're playing offensively is where they go. Their defense is not that quite as good. And Kansas City is not the same offensive team. So that sets up a matchup tonight. And the question I had on the docket, who needs this win more? Now, Philly's 8-1 and one in the NFC. I think, personally, home field advantage, even if they would lose tonight in Arrowhead, I think home field advantage could still be in their grasp in Philly. I think that if you are Kansas City, and, you're, and let's keep in mind, the league did both of these teams a favor. They made sure they matched this up where they both were coming off of a bye. Now, I'm not wrong, right? They're both coming off a bye. Am I correct? Maybe I'm misspeaking on that, um, you know, because they both played over in overseas. Well, Kansas City played overseas last time they played, and they got the bye. And I think Philly, yeah, they're both coming off a bye. So the league did them a favor right there, both of them. Make sure they weren't going to give the other one the advantage and say, oh, we're going to schedule why they're coming from Germany and they're going to come off a bye. But Philly, you know, they gave them both a bye. So we, you can scratch that out. That's even playing field. Both come up fine. I've said it forever. We know what Andy Reid's history is off the bye. He is lights out. He's lights out off of a bye week. Advantage Kansas City that way. Can Kansas City find enough plays in the passing game to be able to pull this off against a defense which is not playing as good as they were last year, but still has the talent and the capabilities of rising up to one of these moments. This will be this will feel like a playoff game tonight. When you watch this, it should be electricity in Kansas City and emotions on this field. This should be like a playoff game. But when I look at it, Kansas, due to the fact of the way the AFC is trending, Due to the fact Kansas City has never, ever came from, had to come from out the one seed or the two seed to try to get to the Super Bowl, this is a more important win. Even for the psyche and the confidence of Kansas City, I think it's more important to, for them to win this game than Philly. Because if Philly loses this game, it's like, well, we're 8-2. and two. As long as we take care of the Cowboys here in a few weeks and we go, we're still trucking to be in for that top one seed. If you're Kansas City and you lose this, then all of a sudden you come to, I think, because they're coming in this game 7-4, and four, right? Kansas City? They're coming in at 7-2. and th- uh, two. 7-2. and two. Kansas City is? Yes. It feels like they got four losses for some reason. They're com- so, therefore, you'll be, you, you go to 7-3. and three. 
But then you look at the Browns. Well, and then the Browns, Dolphins, Jaguars all sit there at seven and three. The Ravens are there at eight. There you and three. go. This one tonight is more important for Kansas City. I know Philly, they want to prove something like, hey, we lost to you on the Super Bowl. We want to get Shawshank. I think Philly's still going to have an effort. In my opinion, Kansas City probably needs this one because they've never had the AFC this close to them through this whole run. They haven't. They haven't had any, they haven't had multiple teams in the same reach and like the arm reach. You know, when you used to sit in school and there was that girl, you're like, damn, if I could just press a note to her, but she said in the other period, she sat right by you, you just have to put your arm out there. That's where the other AFC teams in reach of Kansas City record wise. They need this one tonight. Because I promise you, if they lose this one tonight, and depending on how they lose it, watch the narrative tomorrow. Watch the narrative on Kansas City and going to because those people that just want to live, oh, they're going to turn this office around. That's going to be okay because what we know, they'll have to start looking at to say, okay, what is this? What does this mean? Because after Philly, who does Kansas City like? If we look at their schedule, so we all know it starts tonight with Philly. So give me some other headhunters that they would still have to play potentially. That could be a path resistance for them in the last four or five weeks of the season. Speaking of the Chiefs. Speaking of the Chiefs. There's not really one left. Give them to me. Um, I'm going to run through this quick. Mm -hmm. At Raiders, at Packers, host Bills, at Patriots, host Raiders, host Bengals, at Chargers. I mean, Bengals was interesting until Burrow went down for the season. Does does Josh Allen turn it around? That's the question with Buffalo. We'll, we'll see. Maybe the doctor what ordered the Jets was ordered from him. Bills in Kansas City. That's a 50-50 game. Uh, Chargers, even though we haven't got to Staley, which Staley, you got to wonder if he threw his team in the bus. Maybe he lost his team going forward. If you listen to Staley's press conference, you see a man that's really starting to feel the pressure and the motion. Uh, speaking of Staley, the head coach of the Chargers, they go lose a Green Bay. I mean, Jordan Love has been playing better the last few weeks, but that's a game the Chargers got to find a way to win. And honestly, Hibbert in the offense, and that's the reason why I still think that's a 50-50 game if, if, if Staley hasn't lost to him. Because the reason why I say that is because Kansas City City, I don't believe this is an offense that's going to start exploding and averaging 30 to 40 points a game. I don't believe it. I think there's a defense that is legit, and that's the reason why when you see a Buffalo, when you see a Chargers with Hibbert, these are teams that if they're clicking on that day, even though they've struggled with turnovers, because Chargers is more in defense. And Staley's the defensive coach. He's calling the defensive plays. That's the reason why he got his ass all in a bunch last yesterday when the reporter asked him, like, hey, anybody else call? Don't ask me that question. Basically, the sound of it, you threw your team, you threw your players in the bus. I mean, like, I'm calling the plays. You might as well say they just ain't executing. He been leaning on Jesus anyway for his job. And the only reason why he still got it, because the Spano family's cheap as hell. So to me, I feel that when you're, yes, Buffalo Chargers, I don't know about the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders had a lot of juice with Antonio uh, Pierce. You know, they they did compete with Miami, you know, but I don't know. I had a buddy of mine, like, is Antonio Pierce, he's going to be the next Mike Singletary, which we all know how Mike Singletary turned out on that. I mean, because you can come in with the oot raw and the ha raw this. When, when you're not, when you don't have the experience, and you don't have, you know, the coaching experience or whatever, that emotion of just making it, we're going to smoke cigars after the game, we're going to do all that, a lot of that stuff wears off. So the Raiders, uh, they fought with Miami. Could they hang with Kansas City? Maybe. 
But if you lose tonight against Philly, those are two potential games in the Chargers and the Bills that are still losable games for Kansas City, in my opinion. This particular Kansas City uh, team in 2023. What do you got? We'll flip the side to the Eagles, though. Okay. They're going to host the Bills, and they're coming right off of that loss. So you're the first one, or not, no, sorry, the first one after the get right at against the Jets, right? So that's going to be next week. And then you've got hosting the Niners at Cowboys, at Seahawks. Yeah. Host the Giants, Cardinals, Giants, and that closes your season. But you've got a brutal stretch through five. And if you lose, if you lose tonight, that puts you in a tie with the Detroit Lions, who have a favorable schedule down the stretch, if you consider how well they're playing. They're hosting the Packers on Thanksgiving. Then they play the Saints, Bears, Broncos, Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings to close the season. That's more favorable, I feel like, than the Eagles' side. So the Eagles could are looking at maybe losing home field advantage tonight. So the conclusion or of at this least the buy rather. So the conclusion of this segment is they both need it. They could both use it. There yeah, but I'm with you that the AFC is just too nasty. That, that's kind of what, yeah, that's back. that's kind of what I'm basically putting on Jonas. I mean, Philly, they don't get home field advantage. Fine, as long as they win the division, they might fall, but it ain't jam packed like Niosa, like it is in the AFC. 877-37-GRIND. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports crime. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jodas Clark, producing Spin the One and Twos. Today's show was presented by Dos Equis. We have been broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this last segment of the day, all right, is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. 
two words, the key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They come in all different flavors. And don't forget, they still have their Blaze and Bloody Mary mix as well, too. Michelada mix. But whatever you do, don't forget to Zing Zang responsibly. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 87737-GRIND. All right. So, um, yeah, so just to conclude... Uh, and I know I've got an update here on the uh, on the weather. I know I just got a message from Kansas City Rob about the weather could play a factor tonight um, with some. What well, you had the weather report? Yeah, he's trying to tell us about the weather uh, coming about. Says that um, that they're basically looking at in the 40s and a 75 percent chance of rain. Um, run the football. I mean, that's what Philly has been pretty decent at. Kansas City, Pacheco. You know, I mean, I look at it, whether you got sunny skies or rain. Um, since we want to talk about whose offenses have lit it up, either one of these two teams have lit it up offenses. If you go look at the I, I think I heard this. I think the betting trend for the sports world says it's really getting shoved down our throats, man. I mean, pause. I, I mean, I told you about the ESPN betting, you know, app. I mean, there's more shows that come out. It's just getting really enriched uh, in this whole thing. I'm like, well, are the nation going to be ready for this. I mean, that's a whole other world. But um, I think the unders in the NFL is like at a 70% clip right now, like totals. Like primetime under. Uh, no, I'm talking about Sunday at 12, 3 o'clock, 7 o'clock. The unders are at hitting like at a 65, 70%, whether they're team totals, whether they're totals for the game. The unders have been at a high rate. Now, the only thing I can contribute to that too is, again, you for whatever reason – you know, we're, we haven't seen we, – we've seen glimpses of it. I mean, that stretch that the Baltimore Ravens went through, that three-game, four-game, they were putting up points through a light. But I think for the most part, you haven't really seen that consistent high-power offense from anybody. I think even if you look at whether injuries-wise or whatever, 49ers went through their two weeks or so, three weeks, where they look like, damn, you know, they're on a three-game losing streak. Andrew, so my point is I think besides just the weather – I mean, I just feel like this is a game that could still come down to running the football and who's going to make less mistakes and uh, play better defense. Uh, but definitely, as we just talked about going to the break, you can make arguments like Jonas did for both teams being a we won't say I don't think this is a must win for either team, but it's important really on the landscape for the different reasons for both teams tonight as we get ready for this monster. Yeah, Monday you want night that first show. round by. If you really want that first round by and it's about securing that, then a win tonight for both teams is necessary, in my opinion. I mean, we still have roughly half of a season to play. I would have to sit here to be fair because they've done it and they've been here for a while. Um, I would have to say that home field advantage, and I know what I've said in regards to, because I know I have to hear, oh, well, you said this. You said you wanted Drake May. You said you wanted Pinnock Jr. I also said I wanted a winning culture. Um, even though what I've said about Kansas City, I, I I think Philly would need home home field more than Kansas City would. Even though I've said I want to see him do it from the second slot without home field advantage, the respect I have for Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes being battle-tested, whether the offense is the same or not, I would probably lean my hat on that Kansas City needs probably – 
Philly needs to worry more about the home field advantage than Kansas City. Because in Philly, you could screw around and like, yeah, good luck. Try to go into Ford Field. I mean, I know they struggled yesterday. They played down to the opponent. But, you know, good teams, they still find a ways to win where they don't play that good. Go, go try to get a W in Ford Field with a, with a city that's been starving for a championship of any kind, whether it's an NFC championship or either Super Bowl championship. Good luck to try to go do that if you're Philly. I mean, hell. I mean, so I, I just think psyche more than anything in the narrative – in this social media era that plays a part, I just feel like it's a big game for both. But I think the narrative really changes a little bit. Not a 180, but it changes a little bit if Kansas City loses tonight at home. Because people have been on the fence with them all year. Like, they've been waiting. Like, yeah, but this offense will find itself. Oh, yeah, but Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes will figure it out. 877-37-GRIND. Uh, Scott checking in uh, with us. Um well, Matthew Rayner first. What up, Cal? Matthew Rayner, it's not coaching for Zach. It's the O-line, bruh. Sorry, bruh. I can't go that way, man. Uh, it's it's more than the – yes, the Jets have a shaky at best offensive line. It ain't, it's Hackett, dude. It's Hackett. He's, he's trash. That's just the way it is. It's more it's, – it's 90% Hackett. Well, 80% Hackett, 20% offensive line. And how much Zach Wilson? Because you still have to throw the ball. You still have to throw. Okay, well. let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me rephrase that. I would say under the circumstances of my grading, it's tw- it's, I would say 20% Zach, 70% Hackett, and 10% offensive line. Because if because the reason why I say that, Matthew Rainer, if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback, we wouldn't be talking in November right now. It was a story going in because I kept bringing it up like, hey, this offensive line is shaky. Aaron going to be running around. We wouldn't be talking really about the, the offensive line right now this late because they would have a better record and Aaron would mask for that. Well, the reason we are, and I've, this, this isn't a, uh, an organic opinion. Mm-hmm. It's going around, especially mm-hmm. with, the, with the quarterback changes in New York. The, the offensive line is exactly why we're talking about the offensive line here in week 11 is because they couldn't hold up for four plays for Aaron Rodgers in week one. They made themselves a storyline because Rodgers got hit three times in four but plays Aaron, and but, one of them won one of the final the one of the plays was when the Achilles popped. And I understand get, the Achilles was going to pop eventually. Well, he didn't get hit on that. That was a non-contact injury. He he basically it popped on pressure hits. Look, the offensive line was bad from the start. Nathaniel Hackett has seventeen games of horrid offensive play calling. I get it. No, 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 no. It ain't no personal. It's let's talk black and white. Let's talk privilege. The bottom line of it is, is that he has the same. Sean Payton got a lot of credit, disbelief because it was unprofessional, saying it was the worst coaching job before he coached one game. He's never, the man's been coaching for 20 years. He's never called out any other peer coaching. Hackett, it was the head of that. The same roster almost is in the middle of the pack offensively, watch, but they still ain't hit a groove. Look at the play. When I look at the Jets, I don't sit there and say, damn, man, if Zach just had more time. I look at this guy can't draw nobody open. It's bad play calling. 
Zach Hackett should not be an offensive coordinator, man. He should not. There is no other coach that you can go look at in the research of NFL that basically had the most historic defense that they coach, a coordinator or a head coach, either or, that just finished in the season prior coaching one of the historic worst defenses or offenses. They got a job the next day, the next year, in the same calendar year. I am not letting that go the rest of the season. Because this is when we see guys like Leslie Frazier that has to stop coaching because he gets to run around, go to jobs that basically he's sitting there. We look, go look at where the Buffalo's defense is since Leslie's there. When I see other coaches that don't get the same leeway or they got to wait two to three years, they get recycled. Speaking of Joe Fluco, Joe Fluco wouldn't have a, a ring if it wasn't for Jim Caldwell, who came and saved his ass through the course of the season for the Ravens. Where's Jim Caldwell at? I don't know, out of the league. Led a team to the Super Bowl in Indy. Coming, they get painter the next year, get the number one on pick luck. Oh, thank you for coming, Codwell. So now this is bigger than just Denver Broncos with Hackett and Denver. And so we can talk offensive line all y'all want. At the end of the day, and you, you know what? In the credit, okay, let's say it's the bad offensive line. What are you coaching or what play caller are you calling to help the offensive line? Okay. 877-37 grind. Switching over to the NBA. The Spurs are back in action tonight. They're hosting the Clippers who've been struggling. They finally got a chance to end their streak on Friday. Speaking of the Clippers, they're coming in tonight with Kawhi Leonard returning to the uh, Frost Bank Center. Is tonight the night that the Spurs, Jonas, end the losing streak? Because they lost two over the weekend. They lost Friday in the tournament game, so they're basically done with that. And they played against Saturday, which keep in mind, by the way, the minute the Memphis Grizzlies, that's who they played Saturday, right? Yeah. A double digit lead with Memphis Grizzlies and they still couldn't hold on to close out. I'm running out of things to say. I mean, the Memphis Grizzlies is a team that I questioned a week or two ago, like Jai screwed them. But this is a team that fought all the way damn near almost to the Western Conference. And they had two, three years prior. Spurs had a double-digit lead of almost 20, and they still aren't losing that game. So it's tonight, tonight, against the Clippers that they can sign up for four quarters because they've yet to sign up for four. They sign up for a quarter. They sign up for maybe two. They've yet to sign up for four. It's tonight, tonight, that they can break this losing streak at home. Well, they played four, and they played five early. Um, I mean, don't forget that. They did win early on. Well, let me let me let me Start rephrase. Well, well let me let me let me rephrase that. Outside the, the post the Phoenix Suns trip, they've yet to play four quarters. So go ahead. I know you're technical to the rule, but we're, they're in the midst of a five or six game losing streak that's given up sometimes 20, 30 and a quarter. So yes, other than the Arizona Phoenix trip, they have yet to play four quarters. Do they end the streak tonight? No. When do they? I mean, that's what I want to know. I mean, what is it? I mean, because if you can't protect the lead against the Memphis Grizzlies. Well, the Grizzlies just lost by two points to the Celtics. If so, you so the Grizzlies are. A, Jonas, I'm you not can gonna, make. I'm not Jonas, try you, to say they're even middle of the road but, NBA right now. But, but the bottom line is there's not a team in the NBA. There's 31 teams in the NBA. 
30. 30. So out of the Spurs, that makes 29. There's not 29 other teams I could sit there and say, can they hold on lead that you'd make an excuse for any other 29 teams. So at the end of the day, you should be able to be at home and close the deal on Memphis, man. Now, today with the Clippers, I just look at it because they've only won one game with James Harden, so they've got their own issue going as well, too. And I think they're going to build it. I think the Clippers are going to come in. They're feeling momentum. Uh, don't forget that the Clippers are the uh, gave the Spurs their first major beatdown of the season. That was forty points back in L.A. True, um, but then the Spurs. I think the Spurs because this is one of those odd back to backs, not in, in terms of consecutive days, but in consecutive games. Clippers tonight, Clippers Wednesday, both in San Antonio. You, you don't have to move. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that the Spurs lose tonight, come back and get it on Wednesday. Superstars are going to be feeling ready for the holidays. Um, young Spurs don't want to sit around the you know ta- the dinner table uh, lamenting a loss, and they would have lost what by that point probably ten straight or whatever. Um, they want to get that taste done, and then it, I think the opportunity to scout an opponent tonight. I mean, you shouldn't be playing. You shouldn't be scouting in games, but with a young group, they're going to learn. Or kind of like I said before about. Pops, you know, inter- intermittent. You said hockey shifts before with with Wemby, so this is almost like a hockey shift. Come out, see what the Clippers do, see how you respond. Uh, Nova Cell tonight again, um, still dealing with that same injury, but this is what you wanted. You don't want him going no, in and out I, of the lineup. I, I don't. So. I, that's changed. That's been very odd with me with the Spurs. Besides of this whole the the effort, what Pop is, he's not. The thing that's changed with me is just the way they've handled injuries. I mean, they've had Vassell in and out. I mean, they've had they brought him back. Same thing with uh, my other man that's dealing with the injury in, um, or the point guard Trey Jones. I mean. He should be an actor. Yeah, it's just like, hey, let's. I mean, if, if we're not trying to win, I mean, because that's what Pop told us, but the effort don't look like it in the way he's coaching for the most part. But if we're not trying to win, let's not ruin and get extra injuries when guys need to be 100% filled. We've always done that. That's been the Spurs' way for the last 20 years. They're over. If they tell you, if, if the report comes down to ticker, say he's out 7 to 10, if it's a Spur player prior to 2023, that means maybe 14 days. But it's different now. Everything's different. So, okay. I mean, I don't know if they would tonight, but honestly, the Clippers, again, that I'm not going to sit there and say all is fixed just because the Clippers break a losing streak and win their one game with James Harden. So I still think the Clippers are a work in progress as well. And we know these are two franchises that are at the end of the spectrum. One's got championship hopes. Other one is trying to rebuild a re, uh, renewed winning culture. So those are two different you know, things when we talk about those teams. Well, even on that flip mm-hmm. side, though, I mean, the Clippers won not just with James Harden, but because of James Harden. Yeah. Um, and so if there's a belief that conversation, James Harden just needs to have the ball more. And you talk about the Spurs' poorest uh, perimeter defense and the inability to defend beyond the arc. Don't let James get hot. Just yeah. don't let it happen. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting game we have coming up, though, uh, this weekend, Sunday, Spurs and Nuggets in Denver. That's on Thanksgiving, you said? On Sunday. Oh, Sunday. This coming up Sunday. Yeah, the Spurs have uh, have uh, Thanksgiving off. They got the Warriors on Black Friday on the road uh, and the Nuggets on the road. Yeah, that should be interesting. So um, Wednesday is the night to get the win because they're not a good road team. They're not a good home team either, but they're not a good road team. They're, they're just not. I mean, they're yeah, they haven't been a good um, – 
road team for the last couple of years. It's crazy because I mean, through a twenty year stretch, they had like the highest win percentage on the road in league in the league uh, for like the last twenty years, and that's gone out the window as well too. Uh, but we'll see. You know, you like to see them, this young team, eventually taste some winning. But they've got to sign up for four quarters, man. You know, and that's that's the coaching staff also as well, too. Um, speaking of Golden State, they've got the Rockets tonight um, going to Houston's coming in. Houston fell by one point yesterday to the Lakers. I brought it up in the first hour. Um, you know. The Lake again, another subpar. I'm telling you, man, the Lakers can't make the deal for Zach Levine fast enough. LeBron had 37 points last night. I didn't even look at the minutes, but I'm telling you, he had to be over 35 minutes last night, at least right at 35. Anthony Davis, another subpar day, fouls out. LeBron sitting there. Houston, you know, you got to give credit to the Rockets and Adoka, the way he's coaching them and the way they're competing. But LeBron, after the game, speaking to the media, you know, kind of got his little jab in at the media and just said, hey, because, you know, he scored 37. Look, what he's doing in year 21, it ain't been seen before. It really, you have to go back to the cap. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was the closest one I've seen in my lifetime of 46 years. But no one's been performing like that. But LeBron's like, well, I thought y'all said I was just coming down here to make movies. And kind of caught the report. I was like, well, what do you think? I said, no, that's what y'all said, right? I was like, all right, LeBron. I guess so, man. But, um, no, that's impressive. But there... I'm going to stand by this. I just don't see how they're going to have to make a move to bring in another solid score that can really give LeBron a blow and a rest. It's not Anthony Davis. We've been waiting around just like we've been waiting around for the Chiefs offense to get going. We've been waiting around for Anthony Davis to be the company. Now, he's had some games now. Anthony can show up. He'll drop a 40-piece, a 35-15. and 15. But then he'll give you two games in a row where he just can't get it going. And therefore, he's nine times out of ten, he's picking himself off the floor. Got to be the clumsiest big man I've ever seen. I don't know what the deal is. But LeBron, the Lakers cannot stay that competitive and be have anything. Because if they need 35 minutes from LeBron and 37 to go through 82, they ain't going to have nothing left by the time they get to the postseason anyway. Yeah, he played 40. Come on, man. Come on. Go get Zach Levine. Hell, if Washington want to move Jordan Poole, go make a move for Jordan Poole if those rumors are right or true. Well, that's coming from Mark Stein, so. About the Wizards and Poole? Yeah. Kind of a little alarming on Poole, but, I mean, Wizards is a bad basketball team. Um, But Harley, I don't see it. They say he don't know if he's a cornerstone. I don't know who the hell else is there right there, but that's a bad basketball team. Well, of course, Uh, Poole recently told everybody that he got what he needed from the Warriors in terms of a chip, and now it's his time to score. Yeah, the franchise wants to build around that. those comments. Anyway, that is a wrap. Special thanks to the producers of this show, Jonas Clark, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people up in the Mile High, Denver, Colorado, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you at the snooze button and for you out the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See y'all tomorrow. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this.
Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 